In this bulletin, three people have been killed in a shooting in Paris. Vandals destroy valuable heritage-listed indigenous rock art in South Australia. And in sport, sanctions handed down to Melbourne Victory after last weekend's pitch invasion. Good morning from the SBS newsroom. I'm Osama Al-Ghad. A man who was shot dead during an ambush at a rural property in Queensland last week has been farewelled by loved ones at a private funeral. A police escort trailed the convoy of Ford cars parading in Alan Dare's honor, while at the service the 58-year-old has been remembered as a local hero. His emotional children, Renee and Corey Richards, struggled to find words after the sudden loss of their father, who was also remembered as a dearly loved husband, treasured puppy, son and son-in-law and brother. A mate shouted, three cheers for Alan Dare, with mourners applauding as his coffin was carried to an outdoor chapel. One of his friends, Max, had spoken fondly of the man he described as his best friend for 37 years. He's just a good friend. He helped me through a lot of stuff. Um, but also, when I needed a hand to do some welding, he's always there for me. And if I ever needed a hand at work, he'd always be there for me. He always showed up. He always showed up. Mate, I love you. Rest in peace, brother. Vandals have destroyed ancient rock art at a heritage-listed site in South Australia after breaking in through barbed wire fencing. Kunaldi Cave's National Heritage Listing describes the site as containing well-preserved finger markings and unique archaeological deposits. Authorities are now investigating the destruction of the art, which is believed to be around 30,000 years old and sacred to Mirning traditional owners in the Nullarbor Plain. Community member Clem Lowry has told the Adelaide Advertiser newspaper he's horrified by the destruction. He says repeated requests to the state government for better protection of the site had fallen on deaf ears. Work is being undertaken in Australia to develop a world-first nasal vaccine that protects people against COVID-19. Professor Warwick Britton from the Centenary Institute says his team of researchers have already proved that a nasal spray can be safely administered. He says he and his colleagues are developing a dry powder form of the vaccine that can be sprayed into the nose from a simple and inexpensive delivery device in order to reduce transmission in the community. The virus, uh, the SARS-CoV-2 virus, infects the nose and then goes down into the lung and causes disease. And although the vaccines we have now are very effective at protecting the lung and protecting against severe disease and death, they're less effective at stopping the infection in the nose. And that's why you get transmission and why people get infected with these new variants. To Paris, where at least three people have been killed and four others injured in a gun attack near a Kurdish cultural centre. Multiple gunshots were fired in Rue d'Enghien, a street lined with small shops and cafes in the capital's 10th arrondissement. Paris prosecutors have opened an investigation for murder and attempted murder. France's interior minister, Gérald Darmanin, says a 69-year-old suspect has been arrested and prosecutors are looking into his potential motives. He was known by our judiciary services, but he was not listed as a member of far-right movements or as an extremist who would have attended meetings from moments that have been forbidden. 
Fiji's opposition leader, Sitiveni Rambuka, is expected to become prime minister after winning renewed support from a party holding the balance of power. There was some concern that the Social Democratic Liberal Party, Sidelpa, would change its mind about forming a coalition with Rambuka's People's Alliance and the National Federation Party, but Sidelpa has confirmed it will stand behind them. Mr. Rambuka says he's grateful for their decision. It's a, uh, a landmark decision. A decision that Fiji, students of history of Fiji, look back upon and uh, acknowledge as being the turning point in Fiji's modern history. To sport and Melbourne victory have been sanctioned by Football Australia over last weekend's pitch invasion, which saw up to 150 spectators rush the field. Football Australia CEO James Johnson says the club will not be allowed to sell tickets to home matches with only valid club members allowed to attend games for the time being. Home and away, active bays will also be closed and tarps will be required for the first four rows of seating behind the goal line at each venue they play. The club's Caroline Carnegie says she accepts the penalties. The sanctions that have been handed down are reflective of the seriousness of what occurred on Saturday night. I know it's tough, it's not what we want. We want our members and fans in stadium, but first and foremost, we want everybody to feel safe about coming to football matches. That's the latest from the SBS Newsroom. I'm Assam al -Ghadib.